This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yeah, buddy. Welcome back, Nation. Uh, we got to round the Mavs here and why I have uh, big hopes going into this new year of 2024. And the biggest question around the Mavs here is we uh, go into the next five weeks here. Okay. Before we get to that, I got to tell you, segments brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Frankel and Frankel are the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, contact Franklin Frankel for a free consultation. It's 214 or 817 Go to truckwreck.com. Uh, before we get to uh, that, uh, there's a Mark Stein item. Isn't that right, Eric? Yeah, because uh, the Siakam stuff has been kicked around quite a bit um, over the course of the last few days. I mean, Woj was actually talking about it on ESPN uh, earlier today about how Siakam is probably going to be made available. He's got an expiring contract, though, so that's part of the thing that teams are trying to deal with right now um, is, you know, whenever we do trade for him, are we going to have assurances that we're going to be able to lock him up long-term here? Is this just going to be a rental? So he has some leverage in where he goes because he could just say, yeah, if you trade for me, I'm not going to re-up with you, so you'll just be renting me for the second half of the season. Hmm. Uh, so he's got a little bit of leverage that way. Uh, but when it comes to Mark Stein, he reported the other day that the Mavericks have indeed registered some exploratory trade interest in Siakam. Hmm. Uh, but one source over the weekend described their interest um, as overstated. Yeah. And the Mavericks are indeed hoping to upgrade at the four spot, but the sense that Stein gets is that Siakam is not atop their wish list. Well, there's a lot to unpack from there. You know, um, I could I could see how, you know, they wouldn't have the level of interest to give Toronto what they want, especially if Siakam's not willing to give any assurances of an extension. And I kind of like that because that should bring the offers, that should drive the offers low. That should eat up demand significantly. I mean, Toronto is probably thinking at this point with five weeks to go to the trade deadline, Let's get some premium assets for, you know, a guy who's still 29 years old, probably has three or four years left at his, his current level. Um, but I think the Mavs and all teams need to be careful because Siakam is a really good player. But on a championship team, I think he's your third best guy, isn't he? He's not your second best guy on a championship team, Siakam. No, I don't. I don't believe so. And especially on this team, he would be playing third fiddle to Luka and yeah. Kyrie. Okay, so the big question, and, and Brian, I'd love your thoughts on this as, as well. I, I can't believe how much I've uh, turned since draft night. I've eaten crow already on the Derek Lively pick. I yeah. just think, you know, um, college doesn't use big men the same that the NBA does, and sometimes there are players who are barely productive in college who are going to show up in the NBA and be significantly more productive, and Lively is a great example of that. Congratulations to him and his success, his hard work, his skill level, basketball IQ. It's all there. And he appears to me, obviously, you would want a Wimbenyama, but 
acknowledging that as a generational type talent, lively's the template for the modern big man. You know, still tall, rim protector, but mobile enough to defend multiple positions, a good outside shooter, and a great pick and roll player who can, uh, you know, be a, a factor in the transition game on both offense and defense. Like, this is the guy. Um, so the question is, would you be willing to entertain including Lively in a trade package? You know, you got to think of the Roddy Boubois situation famously from 15 years ago. Yeah. The Mavs wouldn't deal him for anything. And then him and Profar have been the two I could think of in the, history, in the history of DFW sport. I mean, what could you get have gotten for Josh Green this time last year or yeah. Jaden Hardy last year at the trade deadline? Now their value has significantly decreased. I think Lively's a better prospect than any of the names that I've mentioned. And on top of that, big men mature um, in their uh, early to mid-20s. They, they don't ever arrive ready. Um, it's going to take to 25 years old before this guy's even scratching what his prime is going to be. And maybe 28, 29 years old, he's a completed project. So he's already really good and really effective, and he's only going to get significantly better. Um, you know, what, what, what would your approach be as the trade deadline is coming up? You have two superstars in their prime with Luka and Kyrie. You have some decent role players around, but dang it, you need a veteran big and a veteran wing, I think, that is ready to go out there and help you win playoff series. What would you do? Well, I, I certainly want to, like, I, I want to give this team a chance, and and that means trading for something, bringing some level of talent here. But moving off of Lively seems like that is that would be pretty brash. Unless you're getting something ridiculous in return, I don't know that I would I would throw lively in the mix for a Siakam. I don't think I would want to do that because now you're you're really just you're going to become super super top heavy because if you're trading for Siakam, you're either renting him or you're going to give him a monster deal so that he stays with you. Now you got like three max contracts. Now what are you doing? Now you're the Phoenix Suns and you're just going to the clearance rack and hoping you get veteran guys yeah. to jump on with you, and you're really trying it now. All of a sudden, it's immediate pressure. This is that's like a that's a, like a swing for the fences move. We got to win a championship ASAP, otherwise Luke is going to get, you know, like what are we doing here? Yeah. Whereas with Lively, there's hope for hey, he's going to keep getting better and better. We don't feel like we have to win a championship right now, uh, but Luca clearly likes him a lot. I mean, I, I think Luca would be rubbed the wrong way if they decided to punt on Derek Lively right now, unless they got something ridiculous in return. Yeah, I, I, I anticipated your question there, Dawson. Okay. And I reached out to a couple of different people in the organization, and I got both of them were saying highly doubt that they would do anything to move Lively with any type of deal that uh, would bring somebody back. Yeah, so, you know, with Siakam, I don't think I would want to deal Lively for him. Um, but there's a, there's a player out there above that level. Yeah. I like, I like Vucevic with the Bulls. You know, their center. Uh, you know, you you start talking to me about guys who you can play through, who can also stretch the floor. Um, I think he's around twenty million bucks a year. You know, for a player like Siakam, I'm probably you know trying to deal. Uh, you know, Josh Green plus Tim Hardaway Jr. You know, something like that. Especially if I'm getting no assurance, I'm not looking to deal with the lively situation at all. But I I do think there are players out there because we're in championship mode right now. And if, you know, Lively is my key, I don't feel like Lively is going to be that much of a deciding factor in playoff series now or the next couple of years. And I feel like with Luka and Kyrie, we have the chance to win a championship now if we get the right supporting cast. Could you 
could it be something as he develops in the next couple of years? You're right. Probably not going to be a part of the championship picture now. But is it something that could keep Luka here? Is that the is that the guy that you look at and you say, young player, Luka likes working with him. You know, it seems yeah, the there's value there for sure. And then yeah. like, okay, but does it does it And he's cheap, man. But does that keep yeah. Luca in place? Does that keep Luca wanting to be here to work, to continue to work with a guy that might not at nineteen, but at 22 years old you know i like it and here's how that works is you're talking to luca's agent about the future yeah and if you have lively here yes you know then the the potential for growth is there yes if you trade lively for a 31 year old veteran and you're out in round one then you yeah you've now your future but we're we're building with something and luca's still young enough that we're putting a young core around him if that's That's, the model if that's the narrative and you say hey lively is untradeable because of that i'd be okay with that yes it's big picture you're looking for more sustained success you're not trying to snap your fingers and just bring a title to town and then you're dealing with the wreckage afterwards oh but we got the title when you have a guy like Luca, you're trying to set up a, a foundational team here yeah. that you feel like can really go do something right. for a long run. Right. Luca's not the type of guy, not at this point in his age, you know, maybe in 10 years you haven't won anything. You go, okay, yeah. we'll snap our fingers and try and just go get us one. Yeah. But you're you're trying to build for let's go, we want to be competing for conference titles at the minimum year in, year out here. Mm. And you yeah. do that with young, cheap guys that are continuously improving, right. like a Derek Lively, whom Luca seems to already really like, not only on the court, but off. And you have other ways of improving your team. I mean, all your draft picks are going to be available coming up this summer. Um, you know, Hardy and, and Green, I think yeah. those guys can Th- those are play ons. better. And- well, those are move-ons to me. If you if you really want to trade, and maybe you can find somebody that's just willing to move on from a guy. They, they're like, listen, we'll take this, and... We'll take a couple of players. We'll take the pick, and we'll you know we'll call it a day. I, I'm Hardy Green. That, that you, yeah, go ahead, fine, move on. But I, I I kind of agree with the the guys in the organization here, and I, I think it's a way to kind of keep Luca in place. He's young enough too. It's not like hmm. it's not like bringing if you brought if you brought a lively in like towards the end of like Dirk's career, you know something like that. Then it because you're you're kind of looking at it going well yeah we're not. Dirk's not going to be here for long. It's you know we gotta we gotta do something to help Dirk. We we maybe we have to move on, you know that kind of thing. But with young Luca, young Lively, that that might be cornerstone pieces for you right there. You'll have Mavs and Trailblazers tonight. Um, the things I love about the Mavs right now, uh, going into the deadline, um, and I I, I want to say this now because of how much they've lost lately. Luca's playing incredible. He's taken huge steps as a pro. He's came in in shape and stayed in shape. He has not fallen off. He's not going back to the bad habits. The two-star model, you know, if you can put two guys on the court like this, you make some pretty below-average players average, and you make average players good. You remember what we were thinking about the Mavs in the first 15 games of the season, and I know the schedule has made a turn for the more difficult since then. But taking Kyrie Irving out of the rotation has had a dramatic impact on a lot of players. You put him back in there. You work for the next five weeks. The trade deadline is coming up. 
I think we could still be very much on the doorstep to some special times right around the corner this year for these Dallas Mavericks. So I'm very excited to see, you know, those dynamics start to get reset. And you have a great chance against a young, inexperienced, disconnected Trailblazers team twice at home this week. You got to take advantage. Yeah, and, and the Mavs have to take advantage just over the course of the next, uh, I mean, this month they get a lot of home games. I think they're going to be, they're on a seven-game homestand right now. They're about to start. So they're they're going to have some opportunities here at home. They've been really really good on the road this year. They have, yeah. uh, but now they're going to have uh, their own version of uh, you know a residency here. You don't see that much seven straight home games in NBA. I don't think so. Two one four, bro. You want to trade lively? SMH. You know nothing about basketball. Please stick to soccer. Oh, I appreciate you know the feedback. The truckwreck.com fan text is open. Go ahead and leave your name and city you're texting from. Go ahead, build you a brand. Uh, you, you'll be the guy that says I know nothing about a basketball. You know, I just talked about. How many players have come into the league and, you know, Mark Cuban or, or another team has looked at us? Oh, this guy's young. He's got all this potential. Yeah. You fall in love with the potential, and it's so rare that young guys who show promise become a superstar. Like right now, Lively is getting just going to get crushed by championship level front courts. It'd be like, wow, what happened to Lively tonight? It's like he was barely out there. He, he fouled out, you know, and that's what happens to young big men. I'm talking about I'd be willing to trade Lively for a player better than Siakam who can help you win the championship right now. I absolutely would be willing to do that. Anything short of that, I'm keeping Lively for the long term. Mark Cuban sold a chunk of land to the new Mavericks owners. It's right across from the AAC, apparently worth $49 million. Is that where the current building is, or is it on the— It's in that area by the community beer place. Okay. Uh, yes, on that side of the highway, okay. on the south side of the okay, highway, closer yeah. to the Trinity. Um, but yeah, could could be a site for a new practice facility. I know he's been talking about you know building over there in the design district for uh, for time to come. But uh, more assets, fifty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Another. I mean, Mark Cuban's picking up some cash. The more I look at this, the more it looks like a savvy investor exiting a bubble. You know, liquidating assets for fear of what's to come in this in this market. I, I just don't know why he would sell something that he loved so much. But I do know that the one thing Mark Cuban has shown more love for than the Mavericks is money. Yeah. It's money. It's, it is, it's investment. He is a venture capitalist. Hmm. He is a businessman. He's an entrepreneur. He's a guy that buys things low and sells them high and overvalued. I, I think that's exactly what he's doing right here. I'm just fascinated to see him talk right now as this whole process has played out. And at some point, I think we get a, a biography. But right now, if, if your reason for selling is the pro sports market is a bubble that's about to collapse because the cable TV um, golden windfall is going away, you can't say that while you're selling. Yeah. Because that's Dean over the new buyers. Yeah. You know, you just sit there with a grin on your face, selling these hyperinflated assets to the next group of people that are dying to get involved in American sports because they want to bring a, a, a casino to Texas. But you don't talk bad about the business model. That would make you a jerky partner. Hey, we got to run. No, uh, this this is a guy who knows he's not funny guy or fixer guy, and so he's got to maintain his, <laughs> his bad guy status. This is self-awareness at the highest level from Cuban. That's absolutely right. We got baseball stuff coming up. Why there are more good players than usual left in the market? What can we expect the Rangers to do to make the team better before pitchers and catchers report that is not right around the corner and mm. it's next here in the G-Bag Nation? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.